1: They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com.
0: It's Tuesday, May 24th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi.
1: And I'm Josie Duffy Rice, and this is What A Day, where we're rooting against the heat of our planet. And also the Heat and the NBA playoffs.
0: Yeah, I know nothing about basketball, but I do know we always root against the Heat. Who's rooting for them? Certainly not I.
1: On today's show, the first Russian soldier convicted of war crimes in Ukraine has been sentenced to life in prison. Plus, the White House is trying to walk back President Biden's statement that he would use our military to help Taiwan if China invaded.
0: But first, COVID cases are rising again in the U.S. In just the past month alone, the average number of confirmed cases has doubled, according to the CDC. And the American Academy of Pediatrics says that among kids, cases spiked 72 percent in the two weeks ending last Thursday.
1: Can confirm one of my children was diagnosed today with COVID, so really hitting home.
0: Yeah, been a rough day for the Wad team. Truly. To make matters worse, experts say Americans can assume that infections are actually five to ten times more than the official count. There are many reasons for that, one that you or someone you know might have gone through. For instance, you know, for those of us who use those handy rapid tests that we got from the government, getting a positive at home and then quarantining, that's happened to me both times I had covid There's no actual official record of you having COVID. You might know, your friends might know, but the government doesn't know, and it's not necessarily being counted into their data. So we wanted to know, you know, how big this surge is in reality and how we should prepare for it heading into summer. Obviously, there was one call that we would make in this situation. We have with us our favorite health expert, Dr. Abdul El-Sayed. He is an epidemiologist, the host of Crooked's podcast America Dissected. Abdul, Welcome back to What A Day.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I was um, excited to hear that we were only going to talk about COVID and not monkeypox today. So um, Yeah,
0: just, just <laughs> keeping the questions easy, I
1: guess.
2: <laughs> On that note, Josie, I'm really sorry to hear about your kid's infection. That sucks. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer.
2: I'm sorry to hear it.
1: She doesn't actually know what she has, which makes it a little bit harder. You can't really be like, <laughs> you have COVID, it'll be okay. So yeah, we're hopeful.
2: Well, I, I have a four-year-old, and unfortunately, I'm the one who gave it to her about a month ago, and mm. she knew what she had, and she was admonishing me. She's like, "Well, someone didn't wear the mask." I was like, <laughs> oh god,
1: <laughs> kids, man, they really love to tell you about yourself. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: well, love it. At least we're not dealing with that, Josie. And Abdul, question for you about these numbers. You know, how trustworthy? is this data that's currently being reported?
2: It's trustworthy in some ways and not that trustworthy in others. So when you look at hospitalizations, those are a real reflection of serious COVID cases. Right. But when you look at cases, think about how often people are actually getting tested by PCR at a testing site that is reporting to some arm of government or public health agency. And that's limited. I know that when I got COVID, I tested positive via rapid antigen. And so my case went unreported to the local health department. And that same. tends to be the circumstance, right? You, you shared your experience in the same regard. And so in that respect, you think about the number of cases that are known to the government and public health agencies that get collected up into these case numbers. And what we have is a real underestimate. And just to validate that, Johns Hopkins uh, has been collecting really high quality data throughout the pandemic. And they found that while the number of tests has been rather consistent, the test positivity has gone up and in other waves what has happened is that you have both case positivity and a testing going up and so we're likely not ascertaining all of the cases that are out there and then the last sort of piece of validation here is that one of the best ways to get a, a broad sense of how much COVID is out there is to look at wastewater because people who are infected tend to shed it in their uh, refuse
0: yeah wow I didn't even realize that was like a way to measure it
2: right well that's the thing right shit don't lie so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So realistically speaking, how can we get a more accurate estimate of this surge?
2: It's probably to pay attention to these more objective numbers, things like the wastewater sampling and the hospitalizations. The good news here is this. It's a mixed picture. You know, it used to be the case that when cases went up, hospitalizations would follow two weeks later, and then deaths would follow two weeks later after that. Right. We've seen a relative drop off of the number of deaths um, that we'd expect from the number of hospitalizations that we have. And that's probably owing to the high level of immunity that exists in the population, both because of how much vaccines that people have had and the vaccines rate among adults in particular, but then also because of the high number of people who've actually gotten COVID. So as of February, 60% of the population has antibodies having had COVID, which, you know, is double the number from December before the first Omicron wave. And given um, how much more efficient BA2 and all of the BA2 subvariants uh, seem to be, we would expect that the number of people infected has been substantially higher. I mean, just anecdotally on this call, you know, there are either two people or two people who are one step removed from people on this call who have just gotten COVID recently. And so it's really coming for all of the folks who have yet to be infected and in some cases infecting people twice.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as we talk about this surge and, you know, everything going on, what does this sort of mean as we head into this holiday weekend, the rest of the summer, if some of us have travel plans and whatnot, what kind of precautions should we be taking?
2: Unfortunately, given how much of the infrastructure that we've decommissioned uh, since the Omicron wave, and frankly, the fact that Congress has yet to pass funding for the Biden administration's plan to, quote unquote, live with COVID, we're in what I like to call the choose your own adventure phase. Right. Um, So it really does depend on what your risk tolerance is. You know, the same basics apply if you haven't gotten vaccinated. And by vaccinated, I mean, three doses of the vaccine. You really ought to go and do that. And then from there, social distancing and masks are your friend and not just any mask. Those cloth masks aren't as effective. You really ought to be wearing a good N95, KN95, or KF94. And then if you really want to protect yourself, it's important to just avoid indoor crowded settings where the risk of being exposed is the highest. At the same time, you ought to be thinking about, well, what is your trade-off in terms of the risk to you, the risk to other people around you? And then the thing I don't want us to forget about is that we just really don't know about the long-term behavior of this virus. We do know that 10 to 15% of people who are infected will have long COVID, meaning symptoms that last six weeks or longer. But there's also a longer COVID (laughs) that I think we just don't have any context for. And what I mean by that is you think about chickenpox, right? Chickenpox can come back in later life as shingles. Um, Literally, the virus will hang out in a part of your nervous system and then come out when your immune system is a little bit weaker and infect a part of your, your body in this sort of patched blisters. And that's the same virus. It's the varicella virus. The thing is, we don't really know what COVID is doing in our bodies or can do if and when you've been infected. And so there's still an incentive to protect yourself, even in this moment where people are just sort of throwing up their hands and saying, you know what, everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in the back of your mind and then be conscious of what your, your short-term risk uh, looks like. And then be thoughtful about doing the basic things we've been talking about now for more than two years uh, about how to protect yourself and your loved ones. Definitely.
1: So getting to some good news from yesterday here, for kids six months to five years old, Pfizer-BioNTech said that three child-sized doses of its vaccine appeared to be safe and showed a strong immune response. But how do you actually convince parents to get their young kids these shots? Because as we reported last week, even with older kids, five to 11 years old, less than 30% are fully vaccinated.
2: Josie, that's a really good question. You know, both you and I are parents of children under the age of five. And- I can walk you through what my thinking on this is. And it's that I don't know what the long, long-term consequences of COVID are. Yeah. I do know that vaccines are incredibly safe, that if and when there is a risk, it would have been known within the first three months in 99% of cases, these are some of the best studied vaccines in human history, given how many people have gotten them. So if I'm betting on the risk of a vaccine versus the risk of COVID, I'm betting that the risks of COVID are substantially worse. And Mm -hmm. so I'm betting on the vaccine and I'm going to vaccinate my child. So I'll be honest, we held out for more than two years. Uh, My kid is four and a half and she just got infected last month. And we were really quite frustrated that it's taken this long to get a vaccine that's now safe and effective. So Mm -hmm. in any circumstance, don't be that parent who's wishing uh, that you would have. And so even if my kid has been infected, uh, I'm still going to vaccinate her because it reduces the probability that she gets infected again. And because I don't know what this virus can do, and I know that viruses can do some really, really bad things uh, in the long term. And so uh, for all of those reasons, I'm going to vaccinate my kid. Right. The last thing I, I just want folks to understand is that COVID is likely to be with us for a while, even if and when we get out of this pandemic phase of the virus. I want folks to understand there's still the risk of infection. And in these months, while there's a lot that you can do outside, it tends to be the case that in places like where I live in Michigan, the risk uh, of a serious wave comes in the fall. And so I want to be prepared for that when she goes back to school. Um, And so I'm going to get her vaccinated as soon as I can. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Dr. Abdul Al sayed as always, thank you so much for joining us today. Also, for our WAD listeners, be sure to check out Dr. Abdul's new YouTube channel. It's called More Context, Less Conflict. I think we could all use that in our lives. Absolutely. Every week, there'll be a new video where he breaks down so many other issues we are dealing with, like the baby formula shortage, what healthcare premium actually is. That is very helpful information. Uh, why super PACs are attacking progressive candidates. All of that and more can be found at youtube.com slash Abdul El We'll add a link to it in our show notes. We'll be sure to keep following the COVID news, you know, as we have been for quite some time. But that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. Specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's getting
1: flowers.
0: <laughs> Go to Books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B O U Q S.com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Some updates from Ukraine. Last week, we reported that a Russian soldier pleaded guilty to killing an unarmed Ukrainian civilian in the country's first war crimes trial since the invasion began. That soldier was sentenced to life in prison yesterday after a Kyiv court found that, quote, the murder was committed with direct intent. The Russian soldier's attorney said on Monday that he plans to appeal the verdict, but the soldier himself apologized for the killing and asked the Ukrainian civilian's widow for forgiveness during the trial's closing remarks. The ruling holds a lot of weight amid probes into the alleged war crimes committed by Russia during its invasion of Ukraine, all of which Russia denies. But Ukraine's top prosecutor told The Washington Post yesterday that her office is currently investigating over 13,000 war crime accusations against Russian forces. As those probes continue, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said yesterday that he would consider meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin under one condition, to end the war. But he also warned that arranging any kinds of talks between the two would become harder as more evidence emerges in these investigations.
1: The leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention, or the SBC, covered up allegations of mishandled sexual abuse dating back over two decades. That's according to a new 288-page report published on Sunday, commissioned by the SBC itself. The convention is the country's largest Protestant denomination, and the damaging report said survivors repeatedly told leaders about sexual abuse from clergy members. But the executive committee blocked and belittled allegations in order to save their own reputations. Outsiders of the church have long pressed for an investigation, but it wasn't until last June's annual meeting that delegates overwhelmingly voted to have an external review of their own leaders. Since then, multiple high-up executive committee leaders have resigned, and the SBC is working under interim leadership. The committee plans to meet today to discuss the report, and it will definitely come up again when the SBC convenes for its 2022 national meeting in Anaheim, California, in three weeks.
0: This is so awful, and it comes from,
1: like,
0: one of the groups that, I don't know if you would say devout, but, like, they supposedly adhere the closest to you know what is in the bible
1: deeply judgmental a history of just really despicable discriminatory behavior and then to find this out it's just awful
0: it's awful the man who learned the art of straight talk on the mean streets of scranton is at it again of
1: course he is
0: always In his first trip to Asia as president, Joe Biden stated yesterday that the U.S. would intervene militarily to help protect Taiwan from a Chinese attack, making a commitment that U.S. presidents traditionally keep extremely vague. Do not say. This is the third time in recent months that Biden has made this claim and also for a third time the White House walked back his remarks. In clarifying the president's comments, the White House said there's been no change in policy. Biden agrees with the one-China policy, which acknowledges that Taiwan is part of China, but has never officially recognized China's claim to the self-governing island. For its part, China wasn't nearly as confused in its messaging. A Chinese spokesman said China would, quote, take firm actions to safeguard its sovereignty and security interests, and advise the U.S. that, quote, those who play with fire will certainly burn themselves. All right. That is how you deliver a definitive statement. It's true. Certainly terrifying, uh, but definitely definitive.
1: The man who's last 30 days form a cautionary tale against exposing sex parties, Madison Cawthorn, has taken yet another L. The outgoing North Carolina congressman is the subject of a new investigation by the House Ethics Committee over allegations of insider trading and having an improper relationship with a staffer. As we've talked about before, Cawthorn may have participated in a pump and dump scheme involving a cryptocurrency called Let's Go Brandon Coin. That is a real true sentence I just said. Just the dumbest name. It's really the worst name ever. It's all, the whole thing is so dumb. Which he promised would go, quote, to the moon. It did briefly, but it bounced back and headed for another astral body called the Black Hole for other people's money. As far as the second complaint, it involves failing to disclose gifts and loans to a staffer Cawthorn has described as his cousin. Hilariously enough, this complaint seems to draw partly from alleged Venmo transactions between the two men, which were given labels any 10th grade lacrosse player would find hilarious, including nudes, for loving me daily and nightly, and the stuff we did in Amsterdam. Oh, boy. Yeah. Also in potential ethics violations from the right, there is more reporting from the New York Times about the ways Trump's Treasury Secretary, Steven Mnuchin, and America's oldest toddler, Jared Kushner, <laughs> may have rolled their government work in the Middle East into private sector businesses. Soon after leaving the White House, Kushner raised $2 billion from Saudi Arabia to launch a wealth fund, while Mnuchin raised $1 billion from the Saudis, plus $500 million from other Arab countries. And that lines up pretty well with the $3 billion government-sponsored wealth fund they had announced under Trump, which went up in smoke at the end of the president's term.
0: Okay, I'm gonna rewind for a little bit because I don't know what a wealth fund is. If I Yeah, did... but I feel
1: like it's self-explanatory. <laughs> I don't either, but yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah.
0: So I'm just gonna back up to the Madison Cawthorn stuff, if you will, allow me to do that for a moment. Mm-hmm. It is 2022, if you are an elected official, How is your name on your Venmo? How is this stuff so easily traceable? Like, come on. How is there not, like, a boot camp for, like, you just got elected. Here's what you scrubbed from the internet. Like, I don't know.
1: Also, like, we all know what people can see on Venmo. It is not news. So what's going on?
0: They want it to be found. This is on Venmo. And just a note to uh congress uh nancy pelosi uh if anyone would like to hire me i am happy to help you guys uh scrub your embarrassing venmos delete right. unflattering instagrams delete the last 18 years of your twitter like happy yeah. to help
1: offer the very low price of a one billion dollar wealth fund Priyanka and i
0: <laughs> we can will. do it we're
1: here we can do it
0: just think about it and those are the headlines one more thing before we go, our Memorial Day weekend sale is here, and it's kind of a big deal. We love a sale. We really do. Today through Tuesday, May 31st, get 15% off site-wide and up to 80% off new sale
1: items. It's our biggest sale ever, so if you have your eye on something, now is the time to nab them before they're gone for good. I am a huge fan of my Wad coffee mug, and I have to say... The biggest coffee connoisseur in my house, my husband, is also, it's his favorite mug.
0: It's a good mug.
1: It's a great mug.
0: Honestly, now is the time to just stock up on things. Have them at home. Whenever right. there's an occasion that you need a gift for, you have right. it. You don't have to That's go out and true. get something.
1: Hello, Christmas is around the corner. Very <laughs> good. Get your gifts now during this Memorial Day. <sighs> to shop now, head to cricket.com slash store. Check it out.
0: That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, set your Venmo to private like you should have done in 2018, and tell your (laughs) friends to listen.
1: And if you're into reading and not just instructions on how to sell your Let's Go Brandon coin, like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice.
0: I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And you're you're going going down down heat. I think I I mean I'm learning so much about uh the playoffs that apparently are happening right now
1: they are happening from the show they are happening
0: we all learn together we all learn together it's a beautiful thing
1: at least you and I do everybody (laughs) else probably knows
2: Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So which leg are we operating on? You mean arm? It's all connected. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future. Are you sure you're an orthopedist? Actually, I'm a Sagittarius. Especially when it comes to your
1: finances. Do you have a question? Are you a certified financial planner? Yes, I'm a CFP professional. CFP professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.